into the contest. It is Friday, the 1st of April. It's April Fool's Day. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? I am wonderful, Tim. I've got a fantastic lunch on with Lunch with Lee today um, at District Brasserie in the city, which is one of my favourite restaurants to go to. Um, get really well looked after by Sam there. So um, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. I've got uh, two fantastic guests in Mark Coyne, the origin legend. And unfortunately, Craig mm-hmm. Foster, who had um, uh, a, he's got COVID, has had to pull out. Mm-hmm. But I've I've got a great replacement in Kirk Pengilly from InXS. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one. I'm looking forward to meeting Sam myself one day at the District Brasserie. I've yes. heard so much about it. Um, uh, that sounds like a fantastic lunch with Liam. We look forward to that coming out. I'm actually in the Hunter today, of course, hosting the Hunter Rugby Lunch. They've got about 500-odd people, Kernsey, Andrew Merton. So, yeah, spending a bit of time in Newcastle, heading up the freeway with the great Matt Dunning. So, no doubt we'll get a few laughs along the way. It is Friday, and that means we'll be joined by Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker and also Melbourne comedian, he loves his AFL, Luca Muller. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. So Shane, Pakistan's come out and uh, beaten Australia and it's a record run chase. That was... uh Quite extraordinary. Amazing, isn't it? You look at uh, back in the 80s, Australia was probably scoring 180 in a 50-over match. Now they scored eight for 348. Ben McDermott getting his first ever um, century for Australia, scoring 104 for 108 balls. Uh, Travis Head, 89, and and Marnus Labuschagne, 59. But 348 for eight wasn't enough runs. Pakistan doing it with six balls to spare. Four for 352 they scored. Barbar Azam, 114. Um, a man, Al-Haq, 104, and a guy whose name I love saying, Fakar Zazam, 67. <laughs> mm, yeah, oh, look, yeah. they gobbled it up, didn't they? It was extraordinary. Um, yeah. What a run chase. What an extraordinary run chase. And it's all set up, isn't it? The the great rivalry, Australia and England in the Women's World Cup. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute cracker. And uh, if you look at the, the, the Australian girls' stats leading into this, um, they're currently the T20 world champions. They mm. um, hold the ashes. They have only lost since... They lost the 2017 semi-final against India. The girls have only lost two matches, um, which is wow. just ridiculous. Uh, that included a 26-winning run streak. Um, as I said, England are a, a decent side, and and anything can happen in a final. But I think it's Australia's match to lose this one. And I don't want to put the mocker on the girls, but uh, they have talent all around that um, that team. And I, I think Australia mm. will be current T20 champions. One day world champions and Ashes uh, champions after Sunday night. Yeah, well, their game to lose. It was certainly West Tigers' game to lose, and they did it in the final moments of the game. Heartbreaking for them and their supporters. To break it all down, we have Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker next. Right. 
Rugby League, it is the greatest game of all, unless you're a West Tigers fan. Oh my goodness, it was hard to watch. And it's not an April Fool's joke, it was just an absolutely woeful finish for the West Tigers. And that means Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker is in the house. It was in your state, Queensland. What a woeful game of football that was. Oh mate, there has to be a mercy rule in Rugby League that if a game <laughs> is that bad, let everyone go home. Give their money back at least. That was one of the most disgusting games of football. I've ever seen. Part of me didn't even want to try to be scored at the end, so it was a 29-year first where no tries. Oh, I thought it was like Warren Ryan coaching in the early 80s, 4-2. Mate, I just, I just it's amazing. Who comes off worse in this? This is this be an interesting thing mm-hmm. to answer. Do the Titans look awful off this because they're a side that, you know, to be honest, they were looking really good so far this year. Um, and they couldn't even, you know, to, to be honest, that last try is not even a try. Let's mm. be let's be honest. That's like just a, you know, okay, we've got to end this game somehow. <laughs> like if someone, like, it hits the upright, someone drops it, like it's awful. Um, but it, who comes off worst, the Titans or the Tigers, who are now 0-5 for the year and for some reason kicked a penalty goal with six, what was it, six or four minutes to go that only puts you up by four points? What is going on? Yeah, it was some bad decisions made. Look, I think think the Titans do come off worse. I I I really do. Um, Do you think that Maguire, it's got to be, if he goes 0-6, that's got to be it. Him saying that he won't leave is Mm. like, it's so funny. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like that uh, scene in um, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Yeah, where the guy's mm. like, I'm not going anywhere. And everyone <laughs> cheers. The only difference is he's going, I'm not going ever- anywhere. And the whole Tigers team are like, oh, please do. Yeah. Someone else will pack his desk for him because I can't see it lasting. I really can't, uh, uh, Michael Maguire. Look, to be honest, in my view, I think the Tigers come off worse because at least the Titans, as, as awful and, and uh, as rubbish as the game was, they, they had enough in the tank to get down the other end and still want to win. So Holbrook will take something out of that and they get the two points. And that's it, isn't it? At the end of the day, do you win or do you lose? And, um, yeah, they got the chocolates. Um, it's kind of embarrassing for the Titans, though, because they did get rid of Campbell to bring in Osako and it's like your new marquee signing, who I think everyone in rugby league thinks is a great signing in Jermaine. Mm. But it looked it looked awful. But I will tell you this, boys, my NRL predictions for 2022, two coaches to be sacked before round 2021. Yeah, well, you're looking pretty good. Yeah. Looking pretty good. Yeah, you might get five of them. I um, <laughs> but look, I I, I, think, I think we need to give Osaka a little bit of time. It's it's not easy to come into a new club, new format, all that kind of thing. So let's give him a little bit of time to see how that all rolls because we know how talented he is. Now, what about these couple of games? I like the Sharks, Craig Fitzgibbon. The Knights are, have popped their heads up, and then we've got the grand grand final rematch with the Panthers and the Rabbits. Two two really good games of footy if you if you love your rugby league. Yeah, I think it's gonna be good. I think obviously everyone loves watching a grand final rematch. I mean, there's already been a bit of trash talk two mm. weeks ago, let alone this week. Um, the idea of targeting Cleary is going to be interesting. The week, tell you what, weak shoulders of halves is in the news a lot this season, isn't it? Yeah. Between yep. Walker and now Cleary, you know, everyone's talking about can halves defend anymore. I, as much as I'd like to say that South will take the win from last week and keep it going, I, I cannot see the Panthers falling this week with Cleary coming back. You know what I mean? They just look good when he's sort of guiding him around the paddock. I won't make a big prediction like I did last week, a big 30-point blowout. But 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 I, I think South will go close to Penrith this week. I think Penrith will get there, but it won't be a – it'll be a lot closer than 
Normally it would be Panthers versus South, I'd say. How do you think the Roosters South were going to go last week, Sean? Well, that's what I just alluded to, Tim. I'm not going to make big, big sweeping predictions like I did. Occasionally you get it wrong, Tim. That's what I just alluded to. <laughs> that is a complete turnaround from last week. To say that, like, are you saying that you think the Panthers aren't as good as the Roosters? Because, like, to think that the Roosters are going to put 30 on South and then South turned around and almost did the opposite. Mm. Have you changed your mind about South Sydney already in one game? I have, and uh, and I, I just like the way that their their forwards played. I, I think they're, they're they're big, they're strong, and and I think similar to what you said, I, I think they will run at the halves at Penrith, and uh, and and it'll be up the guts sort of sort of approach from from South in this match. I think. Yeah, look, I thought they looked good against the Roosters last week. Uh, I was uh, pretty damning on how long it would take for their halfback to settle in. He looked like he'd settled by last week. So um, interesting game. Um, I, I, something tells me I think the Rabbits might just get them. I, I don't know why, but that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, and, and and Shane, I'll just I'll cover myself off by saying your predictions. You're well ahead of me because I've made some absolute blues. So I was only having a little <laughs> bit of fun. Let's let's not let, let's not leave this Friday in, in a state of upset. I will say about that other game with uh, the Knights and the Sharks. Mm. I mean, I know everyone's you know loving the Sharks. Oh, how good are the Sharks? I'm still not sold. If I'm being honest. On, uh, on the Sharkies being some amazing team. I think it's just a great, you know, a new coach that's doing a good job. But the Knights, for me, I just, I don't think they're going to be in that top eight at the end of the year. No, I don't and, think so and, and they've got no discipline, which we've seen over the, like, you know, over the weekend. This is still a side with the exact same problems as last time because it is hard to focus on footy when you live in Newcastle. Well, Mitch, Bar- Mitch Barnett, six weeks, he's lucky he got six weeks. I think he could have got more. Mate, I thought... 12? Like, I thought it was going to be massive, like gigantic type of stuff. When you think of what people are getting for, you know, that that elbow out of nowhere is worse than a it's cannonball ridiculous. that injures a leg. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Knights are going to do a, a free fall at some point this year. I just don't see it. And can I ask you this real quick one? What do you mm-hmm. think about Munster? Munster wearing the bloody red and white of the Dolphins next year. After the after the very poor contract offer from um, Melbourne, apparently, you see that one four hundred thousand yeah. dollar pay cut. How about you get a four hundred thousand dollar pay rise? Come up to the north, big fella. Yeah, well, there's every chance that could happen. I think uh, he wouldn't mind playing under uh, Bennett up there as well. Yeah, for the Storm to choose Hughes over Munster blows my mm. mind. What about the Cowboys? Yeah, uh, look, I was at that game uh, at Suncorp. You you want to talk about a depressed crowd? It looks like that that, that dead set looks like the Broncos are the same Broncos from last year. Watching that game, I wouldn't say that the Cowboys are going to be a great side because they smashed the Broncos. I think they just exposed something that probably was hidden for the first couple of weeks in the Bronx, which is their defense is still absolutely terrible. <laughs> but uh, it is nice. It is nice to see some great Queenslanders getting ready for Origin, boys. Yeah, well, we've got some work to do this year, mate. We've got the dream team, mate. Pity they can't play. <laughs> they can only coach. Mate, you're be- – well, sorry, now you're starting to sound like your best mate, Kent. That's what you're sounding like now. New South Wales to win 3 nil in the State of Origin Series of 2022. Come at me. Come at me. Let's do it. I'll take that I'll, right now. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have more than 350 on that too. That, that happens. Okay. Yep. Well, we're in. Yep. Mate, boys, yep. just do it again. Yep. Just do it again. <laughs> let's, let's slow down. We'll, we'll, we'll do the bit. We'll formulate, formulate the bit a little bit closer to winter than, um, than the first day of April. But, Chad, keep the dream alive, my friend. No worries, lads. You have a good one. Eh? I'll see you next week. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, it's Melbourne comedian Luca Muller.
all just absolutely love a Friday. It's it's the best day of the week for so many reasons, including Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Luca, how are you, my friend? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me. Luca, good. April Fool's Day, mate. What what does a comedian do on April Fool's Day? Is it, <laughs> you, do you start with a joke? Where does it work? Just try and lay low, really. Stay out of the limelight. <laughs> try not to mate, get caught. Mate, let's kick off with the Socceroos. Uh, we all know that they lost again. Lost again to Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia 1-0. Yep. So a real tough road now to the World Cup. Yeah, it's tough. There's uh, They're still in with a chance, which is pretty good, uh, but they'll have to beat the UAE next, and then if they do win that, they'll play Peru in a playoff. So not very likely, but still could happen, and stranger things have happened for us in World Cup qualifying, so you never know. Interesting story this morning that uh, Soccer Australia has come out and committed to Graham Arnold for the rest of this campaign. Uh, look, I don't know whether that's a, a massive statement because what we've got two, three games if we make it, and then then the World Cup finals, which are probably looking very slim, as you guys just mentioned. Then, but uh, I, I would be surprised if he lasts much longer after that, wouldn't you, Luca? Yeah, absolutely. I do like that they've committed to him at mm. least for the time being because it just sort of puts those rumours to bed, and hopefully they can focus on playing rather than uh, the gossip and all that. But I would be very surprised if he lasts much longer than this campaign. Luca, a big match last night. Disappointing loss for the Swans, or well, for me personally, but uh, <laughs> the dogs look pretty good. Dogs went in the, into the match 0 and 2, and Swans 2 and 0. Uh, Bonson Pelly, the captain, stood up. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I'm sorry for your Swannies, mate, but it was good to see the Bulldogs uh, step up and get their first win of the season after a pretty shaky start there. I still think they'll probably make top four, but definitely this little wobble at the start gives you reason to think otherwise. Yep. But yeah, good to see them off the mark. Sad for the Swans, obviously, but Buddy, 1,002 goals. He's on his way to 2,000. It's happening. <laughs> yes, go, Buddy. <laughs> what, what did you think of that last weekend? We haven't spoken to you since then. That was amazing, wasn't it? The scenes were extraordinary. Oh, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Incredible. Great goal. Classic buddy from that pocket as well. And then to see the crowd and everything. It's one of those things where when you watch it, you're like, oh, this is a once in a lifetime thing. It was so sweet. Tim, do you know, does any of the Swans or any of the players get COVID from that influx of player, uh, people on the ground? I don't know. I, I haven't <laughs> spoken to Dr. Kerry Chant about that as yet. But, but I, I will put a phone call into her and, Please do, and, and, and Brad Hazard today and try and get some numbers out of exactly what happened with the 20,000 that ran onto the field. Oh, you'd have to think that there'd be at least one or two. There, there wasn't a face mask in sight and I don't think it was much hand sanitizer. So uh, there might have been there might have been a super, super spreader event. I, I, I was just going to say, um, back to last night's game, what do you make of Liberatore's tattoo? He's got, he's got Homer Simpson on one arm. It's the most ridiculous sort of, it's like, why didn't you get a piece of paper and draw a few of these figurines? <laughs> no, I love it. I think he's just sort of setting himself up. You know, obviously playing footy, it's a pretty short window to make that career work. He's just setting himself up to be a barista afterwards, oh, so right. he's going to be sweet. <laughs> Sorry about the uh, medical question too, Tim. You were handing out uh, advice on getting your prostate checked just before the show. So anyway, but we'll talk about it later. Well, mate, I, I, look, I, look, I was trying to, I was trying to put a finger on what you wanted, but I couldn't. Now um, let's talk about Port Adelaide and their demise, Luca. Yeah, real shaky start to the season for them. They're zero and two as well, and they haven't looked good at all. They haven't looked like winning. They're all out of sorts. Uh, they're playing Adelaide this week in the the. 
derby, the derby, whatever it is. Uh, and yep. on paper, Port is a lot stronger team and they should definitely win. But big games like that, strange things happen. And if Port go 0-3 to start their season, then there's going to be some whispers about mm. Ken Hinckley's uh, job being in a bit of trouble, I reckon. I'm loving the Blues. I'm loving Carlton. Of course, yeah. one of the great supporter bases of any sporting club in Australia. Great history. And they've been real rebuilding for a number of years. But... Um, uh, the foundations are definitely there now. This is a this is an interesting game, Carlton Hawthorne. Yeah, this is red hot. This is surprisingly turning out to be the game of the round. If you looked at the fixture at the start and saw Carlton Hawthorne round three, you'd think, oh, whatever, who cares? And it's in the one ten slot, which is normally sort of where they put the yes. the boring like Sunday games. That's sort of the slot where it's like, oh, you've had a big Saturday and you roll out and order Uber Eats and you think, oh, the footy's on. That's early. That's good. I'll watch this, I suppose. Mm. But this is yeah shaping up to be the best game of the round. Hawks look good as well. They've shocked everyone coming out, starting with two wins. Sam Mitchell's coaching career off to a great start. And I'll be picking Carlton, I reckon. But it's, uh, yeah, going to be a pretty sweet game. If you look at Carlton, uh, the first match against Richmond, the, the hoodoo sort of team for them, they, yep. they won that big tick. Round mm-hmm. two, can they back it up? Can Carlton back it up after a, a great start of the season? Big tick there. Now they're expected to win almost. Yeah. So uh, there's different sort of pressure now. Yeah, exactly. The expectations will shift. And I mean, even since last week, they've got a few players and their coach back after missing it with COVID protocols and stuff. So they should be looking pretty strong. And finally, Luke, a a huge week for Melbourne, a huge week for Australia and the world of cricket with the the memorial service at the MCG, the unveiling of the Shane Warne stand. A a huge week, particularly for the city of Melbourne. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. And uh, so I was doing gigs. The comedy festival started this week. So I was doing gigs in the city all Wednesday. Couldn't watch it live, but watched it when I went home that night and it was just so nice there was a lot of people in the city floating around afterwards in their footy scarves or cricket gear and all that and uh yeah it's really beautiful and it wasn't the way his kids spoke so beautifully jackson was incredible yeah amazing and um knowing the kids when they were really young it was it was pretty tough to watch i found it personally but uh i think it was a a fitting send-off for um for a guy who has transcended the game of cricket yeah totally totally the bogan from Black Rock. He went on to do a few yep. things, didn't he? All right, good on you, Luca. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the AFL and enjoy that Uber Eats. What do you generally go for with Uber Eats? Just, just by the <laughs> Depends how big of a night I've had before, mm. but I reckon a burrito normally gets the job done. Oh, nice. You can tell you don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry already. Cheers, boys. Catch up. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to Shad Wicker and Luca Muller and our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Oh, yes, and the wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back on Monday with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care.